what it is guys your boy on the analyzing it today nba basketball the conference finals just finished the finals is in tomorrow i believe so we had to get this episode out of the way man so you know what we're gonna do we're gonna get into the east and we're gonna get into the west and we're going into the finals preview matchup and obviously my predictions and everything so let's get over it man with the first one in the heat in the east the heat versus the celtics the celtics one and seven i was so close i said boston and six and boston won in seven the first few games of the series bro it was annoying it was just a bunch of blowouts blowout after blowout and i was just getting annoyed as a neutral fan because you know obviously i picked the celtics i was rooting for them a little bit more but as a neutral it's just getting boring because it was getting bored i was like i wanted to see a close game and we finally got a close game overall but i told y'all man at certain times you could see that the length of boston and the height was causing miami issues that's what i was saying previously i think that was a big key that they were going to give them issues the only reason miami blew Boston out in some games with that with the Boston turnovers. Obviously, obviously we're gonna give some credit to their defense, but the Boston turnovers they average 15 per game. And we're gonna talk about the star player who turned over, but first they turned up 15 over per game. And the Heat, we really knew this coming in. The three, the Heat thrived off those transitions. They scored most of the points in those transitions because how how much. Were you hearing through the game, throughout the whole series, how much were you hearing that the Heat struggle in half-court offense, the street, the Heat struggle in half-court offense, they can't set up. They can't because they don't have that natural facilitator. And then when Kyle Lowry came in, they finally had that one. They finally had him, but we could tell Kyle wasn't 100% healthy and he was just out there running around. No offense to Kyle, but he was just doing, he was just out there running around. And the Heat obviously thrived off those points, those turnovers. Tatum won the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, the Larry Bird Trophy. And I mean, it was pretty deserved. Pretty deserved. He averaged 25 points, eight boards, six assists. He was 46% from the field, 35% from three, and 86% from the free throw line. But he averaged five turnovers this series five that's what i'm talking about that he was a huge part of the 15 turnovers per game now that's the, that's the most that's the only thing i'm gonna criticize tatum on and you know sometimes a lot of people call him inconsistent i wouldn't really say inconsistent to me inconsistency is literally one way or the other each game like uh, every other game he's either good or every other game he's bad that's inconsistency to me if three if we say three out of the five games he's good, that's not inconsistent to me. That's just, he has two bad games. You know what I'm saying? That's just a little overall from me. But anyways, five turnovers he averaged in this series. That's us twice as the next player, Jalen Brown, at three. That's abysmal. That's a, you can be averaging five turnovers now I know why he has these turnovers, and that's exactly why I'm going to criticize him and Ime Udoka, even though I, bo- I, I like them both. And you already talked about how I trust Ime Udoka. He, Ime Udoka puts Tatum more in this facilitator role, 
even when Marcus Smart is there. Now we show in the first in big, for the first game when Marcus Smart wasn't there that they needed him and Al Horford. But specifically, I'm getting into Marcus Smart why they needed him because they needed him to be that natural facilitator, distributor, and to get on D. But they needed him to know the offense to get the shooters going and everything. And our first game that was Tatum. Tatum is not that guy when facilitating. All right, he struggles a lot, and you can tell by the turnovers. He doesn't. He likes to bring the ball up, and sometimes he tries some passes. And I'm like, "What are you trying to do? I know you're six. They give you six nine, but what are you trying to do with that pass, bro? He is clearly on the other side, and we've clearly seen Jimmy and them. Jimmy, I don't know for how many steals he had. Jimmy averaged a lot of steals in this series. And how many times did you see him lurking and you still threw the ball and you still passed the ball? Like, like, come on, Tatum, don't be doing that. And I don't want that natural guy. So that's why I'm putting criticism on Emeo Ducker for putting him in that position in the first place. Yes, he could probably be the second or third option of facilitating, but he's your number one scorer. Don't let him bring up the ball each play don't let him be the number one facilitator because he causes this he causes five turnovers in this he averaged five turnovers in the series can be doing it i think he had like five seven in game one this doesn't work he's not that facilitator he's not that point guard he doesn't run that he's not that natural passer so all i'm saying is that Ime, you got to learn from your mistakes in this one in the next series do not put him as that Okay, he could be the second or third, but he's not the primary. And that's why I'm also I'm gonna give him criticized for that. All right. He struggles in that. And they're gonna have to change that. But you know, we're talking about the rest. Natural score, I don't think it's inconsistent. I think it's very consistent in scoring. And I hope he continues that. For the Heat, Jimmy Butler was their best player, and maybe if they would have won, he would have won uh, Eastern Conference Finals MVP, but it would have been, my opinion, would have been an overrated one, because out of the seven games he played, three were good games, and don't give me that, oh, he was injured, he said it himself, the knee is no excuse, he needs to go out there and play better. That's what he said. Go look up at his press conference. I didn't quote him exactly. I'm paraphrasing. But he said something around those lines that the knee doesn't matter. It's not an excuse. No excuse. So if he says that, I'm taking his word for that. I gave him three good games out of the seven. Why? I, I didn't give him game two, though. He scored 29 on 11 of 18 shooting, which is good statistical-wise. Statistically. And like I've said before, numbers don't lie, but they can manipulate, okay? It was a blowout, a blowout, and he had like a negative 20 plus or minus. That's why I don't give him that game, clear blowout, he was just scoring, There was, it, was, it was just empty calories, empty calories, like Shannon Sharp likes to say, empty calories, so I don't give him that game. But he did average 26 points, 7 boards, 3 assists, 48% from the field, 30% from three, 89% from the free throw. So 48% from uh, the field, that's pretty good, okay? He, but we already know that's where he likes to, that's where his game is. The 30% from three, that's horrible. But he's Jimmy, he doesn't attempt threes at all. He probably attempted, I think he averaged like two attempts. So it's not even, that's not part of his game at all. So I'm not even going to criticize him there. And then 89% from the free throw, that's great. That's actual great, so... I'm on that. 
I'm really going to kill him though is on games in games three, four, and five. He averaged nine points. Nine points. This is the guy that everyone's saying is the emerging superstar. This is playoff Jimmy. In three games, you average nine points. And it's not like you're the point guard. It's not like you're the defensive specialist. Even though he's pretty good at defense, but he's not their defensive specialist. What's Jimmy Butler's job in the Heat? Scorer. Number one option scorer. And you give me nine points. Nine points. Yes, in the first game, he got 40-something. And in game six, he got 47. And in game seven, he got 35. But did they win the series? No. No. If if he got you 47, or I think we got 47 in game six and 35 in game seven, where were those the other two games? And the other three games, three, four, and five, where was that? What was that? If he's saying that there's no excuses on his knee, where was that? Okay, I'm not saying giving me 40 or 30, but where's the 20-some points? At least 20-something. If you're the number one scorer on the team, where's the 20-something points? He didn't give me that, so I can't put him in this playoff superstar caliber tier. I can't do that. I cannot do that. Because he shows up like this. The one game he plays great, and then the second game he's okay, and then this whole three game stretch, nine points. You can't have that. You can't that's inconsistency right there. That is inconsistent. And people are also giving an excuse, oh the Miami or like not just for him, but the Heat in general, they're giving an excuse, oh, it's because they're injury plagued and they don't have that much debt. Did I really just hear that? The injury plague, I'll sort of give you that. But depth, depth, I was hearing before this series that Miami, people were arguing that Miami had better depth than the Boston. And I, was, I said Boston had better depth, but other people were arguing Heat had better depth. The Heat were the number one team in the East. The number one team in the East. And you're telling me they did not have much debt? That they are not that good to compete? Is that, was that what I'm hearing? That's what I was hearing. I was flabbergasted by that, but I was like, because people were arguing that. And they're the number, they were the number one team in the East. And now they're not good enough. Now Jimmy is their team is not good enough. Jimmy needs more help. Jimmy needs more help. The team that was number one in the East, the team I'm saying that had more depth with Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Victor Oladipo, Max Strose. I don't even know, even though I don't like him, Game Vincent, these guys, people were saying that this is the number one. This is the, actually not the same. They were the number one team in the East. And people were saying that they needed more help. He needed more help. Miss me with that, bro. Miss me with that. No excuses, all right? He lost and Boston was better. It's just a credit. Credit is due. I remember I told y'all, if you follow me on my Instagram, I gave Butler's credit for game one and game six and seven. But... You can't have that. You can't put him in the superstar caliber tier, and you give me those. And you give me three games, three, four, and five. I can't have that. I can't have that. But Celtics, I can have that. Celtics, woo! They played great. And I'm happy that they won because I obviously I picked them. You know, it's a little bias there, but they just need to clean up on turnovers. And if they clean up on turnovers, watch what watch what we're going to talk about. Watch.
Moving on to Warriors versus Mavs. The Warriors obviously won in five. The Golden State Warriors, man, they're terrifying, bro. They are terrifying. If you're a Boston fan, bro, I'm st- you know you should still go with your team because it's your team, but I would be terrified, bro. They are the best three-point shooting team yet. They don't rely on their frees. As crazy as that sounds, as crazy as they have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Jordan Poole, they don't rely on threes. They are number three in three. They were number three in three point attempts throughout the regular season and playoffs with thirty eight point eight attempts, so rounding up to thirty nine attempts. They will do. Other things, not just rely on the three. They will do back cuts, layups, alley-oops. If they, if they see that their three is not falling, they will not live or die by the three. If they see their three is not falling, they will go to the paint. Like I said, get their layups, get their back cuts, pass it to the centers, assist, fake, come back. Like it's, it's great basketball. It's beautiful basketball to watch. In the series, though, I mean, we're going to talk about other players, though, but Kevon Looney, all right, he was in, he was an enormous part of that paint domination, all right? He averaged 10 and 10, so 10 points, 10 boards, 70% from the field. Now, obviously, those numbers are boosted because he's in the paint all the time, but that's what I'm talking about. That when the Warriors, they don't rely on those threes. When their threes are not going, they give it to Kevon Looney in the paint. He dunks, and he gets his alley-oops, and he gets his layups. And that's how they come back. That's how they came back, I believe, what it was in, in game three. They were down like 20-some points. And then in uh, game four, when they were trying to close them, we were trying to sweep Dallas, and Dallas won the game. But it was a huge margin. They almost came back, and the Warriors did the same thing. They don't use threes to come back. They use those two points. They use getting to the hole. That's what they use, and that's what makes them terrifying. Steph Curry won the Western Conference Finals MVP. He averaged 24 points, 7 boards, 7 assists, 44% from the field, 44% from 3, 84% from the free throw line. Steph Curry's the only dude where his three-point percentage is better or the same as his field goal percentage. But he's the only dude I know who does that. That's, that's incomprehensible, bro. Oh my, that just shows you how the best shooter ever. That's what he does. 84% from the free throw line. That's bad in his standards, but I don't know, this this season in the playoffs, he just hasn't shot well from the free throw line. I don't know what's going on there, but I trust him to correct it. It was well-deserved, this MVP. There were times, I believe, like I guess it was like game three. You know, I said, I said they were down and they had to come back. And or some games when I had to finish when it wasn't a blowout, when it was close at the end, I said, All right, Curry, you're the best player on the team. Someone give him the ball, close this out. He did that. He closed down game three and he closed down game four. So I'm gonna give him that. I'm going to give Curry that. Finish it off. That's what that's what you need. That's what we need. On the Dallas side, Luca, he averaged 32. Points, nine boards, six assists, 42% from the field, 34% from three, 77% from the free throw line. The Warriors, they used a box 
and one to defend him with Wiggins being the first defender, the being at the being and one. Okay, the primary defender. First game, Wiggins, he did well. Okay, and holding and deterring him. I want to say he shut him down. He deterred him with 10 points the first game. The next game, obviously the next was it four games. Obviously, no. He averaged 32. Obviously, he didn't stop him. But that was the point. I mean, with Luka, he's one of those players where you're not going to clamp him down. He's not going to have four or five points, okay? He's going to get his points. He's just in that caliber. Better than Jimmy. Or he's just in that caliber. But that was the formula to let Luka get what he wants, let him go off, but to not let the others get involved, right? The Mavericks, they rely too much on threes. Now, I know they're a three-point shooting team. That's the whole point of the team. But they live and die by the three, and that's why I didn't trust them. You cannot live and die by the three. They were the first game, okay? They were the first game, they were abysmal from the three, 22%. 22%. And then game three, they were tremendous. 47% from the three. But they still lost. And that's the problem. There's no consistency with living and with living by the three. You live and die. You go hot and cold sometimes. And I said the Mavericks were going to go more cold than they did hot. And that's exactly what happened. The Mavericks also got their hands blown out by the Warriors. I think that's why the Warriors... Also got him in that when I was talking about that they don't rely too much on threes is that they had no rim protector. The Mavericks had no rim protector and the Warriors were slicing them up. Like I said, when they don't rely on threes, what do they do? They go to the paint and there's nobody there to block any shots. So they was just a free lane to the basket. Assist came on Looney, Otto Porter, Draymond was getting involved. Clay was getting involved. When Steph didn't have his three, he would just dribble around, do some English, score the layup. And that's why they're so dangerous, man. And I'm sweating in my boots. I'm sweating in my boots. But I do not care for the finals. I'm still going with Boston. Boston Celtics in seven. It's a it's a toss-up game. It is a toss-up game because the Warriors, like I'm saying, they're all, I'm shivering. I'm shivering in my boots, but I'm still picking Boston. I gave them a 51% advantage over the 49% Warriors. And why do I do that, guys? Yes, I've repeated myself a hundred times, but I will repeat myself again. Length and height. The Boston Celtics are too big. This is basketball, and it's all about height. The the what is the the rim is like 10 feet. That's exactly why height matters because this is basketball it's about who is closer to the rim and who could score more points that's why height that's the name of the game it's the name of basketball height golden state can obviously cope okay because they're golden state because they got the shooting but i'm taking boston boston's defense can they're so versatile they can go iso situations on anybody on the warriors bro you got marcus smart going against Steph Curry, okay, I got to shout out my boy Memo. He's thinking Marcus Smart's going to shut him down. I'm skeptical about that. I don't really know about that, but uh, maybe, but I'm skeptical on that. I don't think he can really shut him down, like clamp him down. We got Clay versus Jalen Brown. Clay is not the same guy defending-wise. 
So Jalen could, and then we're going to talk about Jalen could have a great series. It's forward, Jay, I don't think anyone's going to. Andrew Wiggins, I don't know about that. Robert Williams versus Kayvon Looney. I'm taking Robert Williams and Al Horford. Uh, I, he's bigger than Draymond. He's bigger than Draymond. That's what I'm, that's what I'm siding with. And you got, like I was talking about the Mavs series. In the Mavs series, they had no rim protectors. Boston has two. Howell Horford and the Time Lord Robert Williams. So it's going to be harder for them to gain the paint and score all their points there. The Warriors are smaller. They're going to have to defend in numbers. Okay, I think they're going to, the similar way that they defended Luka, I think they're going to do the same thing to Tatum, a box and one. Wiggins is a little too small for Tatum, so it's not going to be the same. I don't think he's going to guide him in an ISO situation, because if he does, he could just shoot over him, or he could just body him. I mean, even though Wiggins is a big dude, okay, I'm not saying he could just body him like Luka was doing, but Tatum's just a better player than Wiggins, that's, and that's what I'm going to leave it at. But like I was talking about Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is the X factor for me. Because Clay, I already told you, Clay's my guy, but he's I think he's lost that step as a defender because of his injuries, which is no foul on him, but it's just that's just the facts. All right, and Brown has shown us he can step up in these moments. I've seen him versus the Heat, I've seen him versus the Bucks. I think he'll do the same. And for me, he's gonna be the X factor in this series that's gonna push the Celtics to be the champs. For the finals MVP, I don't I hate to have Tatum or Brown. Now why why am I between these two? Because I already talked about Brown being an X-Factor, and I think he could take advantage of that. Or Tatum, because he's the number one option. But that's too predictable. So I'm, I'm sorry. I can't really choose one. I can't really choose one. I really don't want to choose one between Tatum or Brown. But you know what? I'm going to go with Tatum because that's just the more assured pick. Okay, he's the star of the team. And that's just that's makes bigger storylines. So I'm going to go with Tatum on this one and boston wins in seven become nba champs i think like the 18 time nba champs right yes i believe that's gonna happen so we're gonna leave it at that we're ready for the finals ready for the finals ready to see what happens all right thanks i listened to the episode see you on the next one